You are listening to episode 191 of the Game Inflators Podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Inflators Podcast. We like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and one man's trash is another man's treasure in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. So Ryan is talking about uh, Devil's Third. We yes. talked about it. Yeah. Yes, I very much am. Yeah, so uh, we played some Devil's Third on the Wii U. Uh, I ended up getting a digital copy of this uh, not too long ago because I'm like, you know what? The Wii store is closing or really the Nintendo store for Wii U is going to be closing up pretty soon. Let's get that game because I'm not going to crack open my sealed version that I have. Uh, and, you know... While I think it's a great decision that I did that, I also think it was a very terrible decision that I did that. You'll play through that whole game eventually. At, at some point, I'll play through that whole game. All right, but that's what we're going to talk about today in the Inflation Deflation. Uh, also this week, we're going to be talking about the potential of Mario Kart Tour being on PC. Uh, we are also going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch Pro uh, being unveiled in September, <laughs> uh, which is a rumor, of course. And um, the last thing here is a Sony patent is going to allow accessories from old PlayStations to work on new consoles. Uh, definitely an interesting piece on there, and I'm sure we'll have some back and forth discussion. But first, uh, you can find this podcast on thegameofflators.com. You can find us on social media at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook and at Game Deflators on Twitter. And of course, leave us a five-star review on all those wonderful podcast applications that you can hear us on. Pickups. Ryan, uh, I had a stupid amount of pickups this week. Like, stupid. It's more so, like, right after I hung up with you last week, or after you left, or after we finished talking, really, with our podcast episode, uh, I went off to go pick up a game, and it was um, Blue Reflection 2 on the PS4. Uh, it shot up in value on Amazon. I knew GameStop had a copy, so I was like, screw it, let me just go get it before this game hits 60 70 bucks. And then I'm left wondering why I didn't pay 30 when I could have just paid 30 So picked that up, and then um, afterwards decided to hit up uh, some thrift stores and pawn shops and all that. One of the pawn shops I went to, uh, as I'm looking around, a gentleman walks in and says, hey, I've got a bag of games here that I want to sell. Pawn shop looks at it, pulls out some PS4 games, says, we don't do older games or we don't sell older games or they don't sell well, whatever it was. And I looked at them and said, I'll go ahead and buy them from you. And of course, to my delight, there was a number of PlayStation 2 games, SSX Tricky, Evil Dead Fistful of Boomstick, uh, Gauntlet, Dark Legacy... Uh, a case that had uh, Paper Mario on the GameCube, but inside was a Super Smash Bros. Melee, loose copy, uh, Sonic Mega Collection, Grand Theft Auto games, a whole bunch of crap. Twist of Metal Black. Um, on top of that, a PlayStation 2 console, and then a Wii U console without any of the hookups, just the console itself. Honestly, I kind of want to hold on to the Wii U console, just in case mine dies at some point. I have an extra. Yeah. That's probably... Honestly, not a bad idea. I mean, I as opposed it. to having to buy an extra one down the road, might as well just hang on to an extra one now. Like, I have two Wii's, and I probably will never use either of them again. I've got, like, four Wii's. <laughs> <laughs> and same with GameCubes. It's like, you never know when uh, those consoles are going to bust. So, I mean, I I'm easily going to, like, I'll sell the PlayStation 2 and make my money back for the most part on what I paid. But uh, I paid 50 bucks. So, the guy, we ended up running to, like, a Walmart to do a, so I can, you know, take out some money. And I guess 53 when you consider the fee for taking out money from a you know ATM that's not a your rogue bank. ATM. Yeah. So um, it, it was a reputable ATM. It's not a gas station ATM, but uh, you know. Man, dude, I went and got a haircut at a place a couple weeks ago, and they're like, "We don't take card, but we have an ATM." I was like, 
you just want my three dollars, don't That's you? That's all it is. Yeah, the, the owner of the of the haircut place probably like owns the machine as well and gets all the fees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so it was interesting. I mean, uh, when I was kind of negotiating with the guy, I was like, "Hey, what do you want?" Like they gave him forty bucks, by the way, for all of his PlayStation Four games and a couple Wii U games, which kind of sucks because I I should have just been like, "Hey, I'll just give you more of whatever they're paying you," and just kind of been done with him, gotten kicked out of the pawn shop. But I, I wasn't about to do that. So walked out and, uh, you know, the guy's like, you know, hey, 60 bucks. I'm like, well, I don't know if it all works, but I'll give you 50. So, you know, you always got to try and go down as much as you can, right, on, on deals like this. Uh, also hitting up those thrift stores, I picked up a PlayStation 4 controller. I picked up a Star Wars audiobook actually, called Red Harvest. It apparently complete goes for like anywhere from like 100 to $300. Uh, there's only like five of them listed on eBay right now, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then I also got Halo 3 and 4 as well. And I'm trying to think of any other games I got. Uh, no, that was it. Um, and then I'm not going to say pickup necessarily, but I picked up a bunch of games this week and started doing a full audit of the game collection, which has been pretty cool. Uh, I didn't realize how many of my games were like listed as item only, but they were actually complete in box or they had like no manual and I had it marked as a manual and so on. So I went through both PlayStation 2 and PSP and I'm currently on PS3. I want to say I'm on uh, letter N right now on PS3. And then of course, I'm just going to go through the entirety of my collection and start kind of plotting away on price charting. Uh, and then as far as what I'm playing, uh, Elden Ring, I am now at level 79. I've got my Moonveil Katana to a plus six. I'm looking for a Sombering Stone plus seven, so I can go ahead and add that on. I'm also looking to expand my build to be a little bit more uh, faith build as well, so that way I can wield a different weapon. There's like a sort of Knight and Fire or something. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a cool one. I do have that weapon, so I was like, well, I might as well you know, level I up faith. I think that's the one he was using in the speed run. Yeah, it's actually apparently very good for speedrunning uh, because it's just so versatile and easy to use from the get-go. I've also considered using one of those, um, whatever the hell they're called, the embryos or whatever it is that you pick up and you can kind of change your character class all over again and redistribute your stats. I've been considering doing that and going like mage, but I don't know. I kind of I like the difficulty of diving in and having to you know, fight via melee. Uh, it's just... I feel it's just harder. Like if I honestly, a lot of these battles, if I had just regular spells, I probably would have dismantled every boss so far within like the first couple, you know, tries. But the fact that I'm going straight melee build is kind of hard, you know. And the Moonvale uh, Katana is not a straight melee. It is not straight melee. It shoots but lasers it out of the freaking sword. Yeah, but you know, the downfall <laughs> of that is that I don't have the ability to like. Well, you don't have mana the way that I do. That and also I just don't have the ability to um, to add any magic. So like if there's a certain boss, it's hey this boss is very weak against fire. You should probably use fire against it. I don't have that because I can't customize you don't it. Need it? Uh, well, yeah, I would say I do sometimes. Like, I mean, I tried so to get the moon veil. I was having a hard time with the worm, the fire drake, whatever it's called, oh, no, the magma worm. Yeah. So I went. I did that castle with all the creepy hands uh -huh. and beat that because you get a thing behind there that's like a frost enchantment mm -hmm. for your weapon and then i was using that to fight the magma dragon 
I don't think it helped me at all. I think just the levels that I got from going and doing more content did way more work than that did. I actually, to beat that magma worm, I went straight spiked club plus three. That's all I did on mine. So, I mean, I've taken a very difficult path in this game. Like, I don't have the best armor. Uh, my weapon is all right. I'm very spread out in terms of my stats, which is, you know, kind of me wanting to do certain things, like wanting to use a certain weapon or wanting to equip yeah, a I certain shield. Yeah, I had to, like, bring my strength up to, like, within reach so that I can equip other emblems to be able to equip the lance so that I can yeah. use it because I love using the lance. So the bosses that I just beat, I beat um, Elman the Briar, I think it is. He's in the Shadow Castle, um, which is pretty interesting. The guy's ridiculously hard. Um, I don't think I got to that part. Yeah, it's not. A, it's an optional boss. What's um, he look like? Uh, he basically is... Or what's his name? I gotta look him up. Something Briar is in a Shadow Castle. Uh, I think it's Elman or El Elmer the Briar, I think is what it's called. Um... But I beat that last night. I don't know how many tries that took me, but I ended up having the spirit ashes. I have like the five shielded guys. And so that was good to offer up as a distraction as I... Yeah, did not fight this dude. Yeah, so I beat him last night. And then uh, I also beat the guy that you stay... I forget his name. Uh, Rag Ragdon or Radagon, whatever his name is. The the festival. Oh, where, yeah, Radagon. Yeah, Radigan? So, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, yeah. I beat him, and it was on, you know, obviously a horse the entire time. That was a dope and fight. shooting arrows as I just kept summoning in the other players uh, oh. to help me out. Yeah, I, there was no way in hell I was doing that, like, close-hand combat. I, I got a little bit more mixed up in it when I did it, which made it hard to have to go run back out and resummon everything, but yeah. it took me a good handful of tries. I think I had to go grind out a little bit more HP for that. Yeah, for me, it wasn't so much needing to grind out HP. It was more so just kind of understanding the pattern better and just making sure that I, you know, was at a good enough distance, could keep hitting him with arrows. I actually got the serpent uh, bow and made sure that I put that to, like, level 5 or 6 and I had, like, magic arrows that I was using. So that kind of worked out. Um, but, yeah, so I went ahead and beat him. And then uh, the underground... Um, area uh the siofra well yeah uh, i beat one of those creatures and then i went through to the like underground city i forget its name but it's in the same general yeah, area that place is dope i have the two gargoyles i still have to beat yeah um, so with them how about those uh <laughs> those dudes with the arrows man oh my god dude they're the worst yeah the minotaurs or whatever the arrows <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> just takes around off, like, a corner yeah it just takes off like half your health in one hit <laughs> So that's the area I'm kind of messing with right now. Uh, I'm all over the place with the game, but I've unlocked a crap ton of the map. And I've really just got that northeast section. Yeah. It's the only thing I really got unlocked, but I just got to like Mount, I think it's Gelmer or Geimer. Um, that's the area that I just got to last night, and I've just been kind of rolling around and doing things. Uh, the There's thing lots of cool stuff up in that area. Like I feel like once you get out of like Ironia or whatever the lake area is yeah once you get out of there i feel like there's a lot of um diversity in the spot because like the whole first area 
feels very much the same. Like even as you go south towards that other castle, and then Caled's like its own thing. Yeah, and the way it kind of evolves in like. There's some really cool points of interest. Like there's this. Uh, well, well, you'll see. Well, I just went to Volcano Manor last night. I just saved I in there. I didn't do Volcano Manor. It looked really cool, but I didn't do it. So I just got there last night and went to the um, the site of Grace or whatever, and just kind of saved right there. So that's where I'm at. I might actually play through Volcano Manor tonight. Um, but outside of that, playing. Um, uh, I guess it's not Kena. It's um, Kena. Yeah. Kena. No, it's actually Kena technically. Uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits on PS5. Dude, I'm still loving this game. It's so, so good. It is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the puzzles that are in there are... They're they're not, like, super hard, but they're challenging enough that it makes you kind of question, okay, where do I got to go? What do I have to hit? Like, we were in an area where we had to throw down, like, these spirit bombs, basically, or these, um, these energy bombs, and it would, like, lift up a whole bunch of platforms, and you have to shoot various platforms to kind of change direction time it the right way absolutely fantastic game and um you know if elden ring and a a few other games hadn't come out this year uh i honestly think it could probably have been a game of the year contender yes summoning a spirit bomb oh you're summoning spirit oh i see i see uh oh and one other thing i started one piece Yes, you uh, did. I'm, I'm so proud of you, John. It's, I don't know. What, Welcome to the rabbit hole. There are poor decisions I make in life, and One Piece is one of them. So, yeah. So that, that's it, Ryan. That's all I've got this week. Alrighty. So, uh, first up, playdate update. Nothing to report. Uh, I did find a cool spreadsheet thing online. If you reserved a playdate. You can search for Playdate Spreadsheet, and there should be a link to a Reddit where you can submit your order number and what your status is right now so that they can like keep track. So right now, up to 12.802 has been shipped, and I am 13.707. Oh, you're getting close. Yeah. So I'm within a thou. Nice. So <laughs> it's gonna suck if they, after five hundred, like, oh, we had a chip shortage or manufacturing. Well, issue. they already manufactured the first twenty thousand. They're just they're shipping them out in waves. Why are they shipping them out in waves? That makes no sense. Because they're like a team, and they've got to package all of it and get it shipped out. So like, uh, they can only probably process so many hundreds a week. How much was it? I um, it's like two hundred something. No, I think it was like one. 59 with the cover hmm. let me see no sorry 214 with the cover and shipping and shipping included on yeah that. okay so they're probably getting about 150 per okay yeah and remember. there's like there's people now that are like oh i didn't order the cover and they're like tweeting at them and they're like sorry yeah <laughs> hopefully the covers will be out the door faster but i'm still waiting on the docking station to get announced so that'll be sweet if I can get my hands on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to have that so we can do a review on it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I haven't booted up the Xbox all week. Shame. So I haven't played anything or picked up any new Game Pass games. Um, much like John, One Piece is happening at my house. I am building a model of the Thousand Sunny, and I will send you a picture. John doesn't even know what that means yet. I do not, but it is a boat. And it is very happy looking, which kind of falls into the One Piece realm. You should definitely put it on like our Instagram and all yeah, that good yeah, stuff. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll post it up. Um, this week just kind of flew by. <laughs> I didn't even realize it had come and it's gone already. 
So, yeah, not much gaming for me this week, except for the secret game. What the hell is the secret game? You'll find out one day, John. You'll find out one day. Like, is it a long game? It's a game. Are you actually beating Persona? No. Okay, well then. It's a secret. Uh, Why would I tell you if it's a secret? For some reason, I think that this game is called The Secret. I need to uh, <laughs> I need to look this up, see if there's a game called The Secret. Right? It's yeah. like every every time my wife asks me like what I'm getting her for a gift, I say it's books. Because that could no be matter any- what it is, I just say I'm getting I'm getting you books, and then she asks what kind of books, I say hardcover <laughs> or fiction or something stupid. Jesus, you know what? You should give us some like hints so people can try and guess it on like Twitter and whatnot. It's a game that I have talked about on the show before. Oh, okay. So listen back to all of our old episodes. <laughs> yeah, if, if you haven't caught up to everything that's ever come out of our mouths on the internet, you need to rewind, go back in time, do a good binge, and uh, let us know what While you While you're at it, transcribe all of it for us and send it my way. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Well, I'm semi-excited to see what this... You should be, John. You should be. Is it something that I've told you to play? Um, I mean, there's lots of stuff you've told me to play. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I know. That's why I wouldn't be able to pin it down. I'm just kind of curious. Then I can listen back to all of our episodes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, outside of a mystery game, uh, this week we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff. And the first thing here is a rumor that there is a potential Mario Kart Tour PC uh, game coming out uh, based on some data mining that occurred and this was Nintendo Life and it is Gavin Lane uh, who wrote this up and you know I don't think we need to really dive into is it real is it not I think it's more so an idea of Nintendo being on PC in general and do we ever see that happening uh, in the future and do we even want to see that happen so the way this is kind of all going down, too, is a little bit more roundabout. It's not necessarily that Nintendo is going to be like, hey, we're going to put out a tweet that, you know, coming to PC near you, Mario Kart. This is a part of Google Play's Google Play PC initiative where you'll be able to play games through Google Play. And, you know, it could be that maybe Nintendo just needs to have the game capable of that service in order to maintain something or, you know, there could be other reasons, I guess that they're opting to make their system compatible with that. Um, but you know, in all likelihood, it's not going to change a lot of lives. I don't think. And honestly, I mean, I, there's been Nintendo games on PC before, right? Like there's like Mario teaches typing and stuff. Yeah, actually I have that. So, I mean, it's not like this is the first Nintendo on PC game ever, but God, it it does kind of suck if this is going to be like the first one that, I don't know, has some momentum behind it or is the first one that actually makes money. You know, that would be kind of sad. Like, it would be really cool for Nintendo to take charge and be like, hey, we're going to Nintendo up the PC and do like physical release Nintendo PC games. Like, that would be like something people would get behind, but that's never going to happen. Like I'm sure they don't even make that many like physical release PC games anymore. No, not really. And who sells them? I don't see them anywhere. I mean, I see them all the time, but I think it's usually codes nowadays and you just download it. It's been a long time since I played a PC game. Like I don't 
have like, a disc. Can you still go to Target and buy a PC game in a box? I'm or do pretty, you just get like a little hanger tag? I'm pretty sure you with can a code still, on it. I think you still get them with the box. And so it's been a long time, but I think you still get them with the box and instruction manual, all that. And then there's a code to obviously download it. But like, I don't have a disc drive on my PC. Yeah. Like, why? You know, <laughs> there's no purpose. We had to buy an external one. I don't even need an external one because I don't ever plan on putting discs in there. <laughs> right. Um, but. Uh, you know, it's funny when you mentioned Mario Kart typing or not Mario Kart typing. Mario Kart that, typing. That would be great, actually. Kind of like Type typing, typing of the dead, but with Mario Kart. That'd be pretty sweet. But no, as you mentioned, uh, Mario typing. I was looking around the room, and it's been over a year since I've been in this house, and over a year Still that we haven't had video games. games and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's up there. Wait, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so. I know. I'm always looking behind you, and I just noticed today for the first time there's a book. Hey, Wiffle, squeeze this. Oh, that's... Uh, and I'm like, what is this book? It's a marketing book. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is a marketing book. So, yeah, where the hell is that? Is that behind me over here? No, it's down here. Hey, Whipple squeeze this. What? Actually, maybe that isn't a marketing book. Oh, no, that is. The silver one? Next to the silver Next one. Next one? Yeah, that is a marketing book. Yeah. I have lots of marketing books here for whatever reason. Um, for market research. For market research, yeah. It's really just kind of like continued education, I guess. Um... Yeah, so as far as PC games are concerned, Nintendo, I would honestly want to see something like Splatoon on PC. I think that would be a great transition. I just don't see where something like Mario Kart really fits, right? Well, and this is like the auto Mario Kart. Like, this is the one for mobile. Yeah, so like, why would you even want to play that on PC? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, Like Fire Emblem, they've made a ton of money. That's like their most, there was data that came out this week. Like, it's done like over a billion dollars. In revenue since it came out, um, the Fire Emblem Heroes for the phone. I used to be like addicted to that game. I played that game a ton for like almost a whole year solid, and then they made it too complex for me to really want to entangle myself in anymore. And I got tired of the gotcha game. Mm-hmm. But like that would be a much better one to put on computer, a little tactics game that's quick that you could just have open in like a little window while you're doing stuff. Boom, easy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think when you think PC and you think Nintendo, I think the transition has to be right. And I think you have to have a game that is really going to be okay on both. And that's really why I kind of throw Splatoon in the mix there, because you do have that shooter aspect. And that's what, you know, a lot of PC players enjoy shooters and amongst other games. But I just, you know, I just can't see that type of Mario Kart transitioning well on the PC. And I don't see a reason to play it on the PC, because you're either going to have to buy a wheel, which I guess in Nintendo's world it means another peripheral right that you can purchase to put on your pc or you have to play the controller and at that point why even bother yeah <laughs> you know, just play I, it on the switch or play it on your phone i would really think that if nintendo was going to branch out into releasing games on pc it wouldn't necessarily be nintendo games because they want those driving the sales of their systems but i could see like maybe in a couple years down the road Nintendo starts to feel more comfortable with the idea and they let Ubisoft on their like Ubisoft play service have Mario Rabbids available through their own launcher. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be on Steam. It would still be in a walled garden with limited stuff so that Nintendo knows what the heck's going on with it. And, you know, it's adjacent Nintendo, not core Nintendo. Adjacent Nintendo. And they're trusting another company to do the thing because then they don't have to invest in making their own launcher and blah, 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 blah. Nintendo trusting another company? Oh, no. Yeah, I I can't. I I don't even know if that would be a thing. 
Like, it's just hard to see Nintendo, honestly, putting things on PC to begin with. I was shocked they did anything with mobile. But I guess when they saw success of things like Pokemon, they were like, oh, we just need to branch out because we're going to make a crap ton of money. Yeah. And, well, they have. All right. Uh, on with uh, continued rumors here. Actually, today's things we're talking about are all rumors, really. Rumor uh, has it. Rumor has it. Uh, Nintendo Switch Pro unveiled in September for the same from the same insider as Splatoon on the uh, 3DS, it looks like. You, you have 3S. I don't, I don't know what That's what, that what it says. Yeah, 3S weird. 3S Switch OLED. Uh, okay, so basically... Splatoon 3s. Oh, Splatoon 3s, and it's all capitalized because, yeah. you know, we don't believe in... Yeah. Okay, Splatoon 3, Switch OLED. All right, so basically... Uh, <laughs> Splatoon 3S OLED. OLED edition. I think it looks good. Have you seen the console? Uh, I have not, but this is Game News 24, and this is Mason at Game News 24. Uh, you know, I have not seen the console, uh, but it does go into discussion on, you know, Nintendo's not in this whole race for power. They're in this whole deal for just making sure that everybody's having a good time. And I think we're beyond that with Nintendo at this point. I think that we really do need to see some power coming out of their consoles. Right now, it's an indie gaming machine is really what it's going to You're rolling to me. What, what am I looking at? What is this? Oh, oh, that actually looks pretty sweet. I like the Joy-Cons on that, too. Okay. That's pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, this guy, um, the same person that's saying that there is a Switch Pro coming out in the future is the same one that pretty much uncovered Splatoon 3's Switch OLED version. Yeah, he kind of yeah. leaked that out and uh, also has been rumoring this other Switch Pro whatever that we've been hearing about forever. I was just listening to Spawnwave talk about this this morning. And, you know, if they do... Announce it in September and then release it in like February, March alongside Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, they're basically just reenacting the Switch launch all over again. And I mean, it. the controversy that I hear is that, you know, why would they announce this Switch Splatoon version that they're going to try to sell throughout the holidays? But right before that, announce another system that's not going to be available until after the holidays. Isn't that going to dig into their holiday sales? Well, you know, if there's two coming out and people still got to get one present for Christmas, you know, this is going to be the newest one that's out. So it'll still sell. I mean, the fact that the Switch is still selling and the fact that they're still counting on it being like a top selling console this late into its life when everybody's just dying to hear about the next one like for god's sake just give it to me so we have to stop rumoring about it like just announce it in september like this guy is rumoring and have it be done with well and it honestly i think you know it obviously isn't like hurting nintendo sales by all means but you got to kind of figure what if they didn't have all these rumors floating around? What if they just kind of straight up said there is absolutely no Switch Pro coming That's out? That's what they've said it, before. Well, they have, but like everybody knows the Nintendo lies. So, <laughs> um, so you know, they, they've said it, right? But they've also multiple times have said that there are considerations for things down the road and it's something that they're being mindful, of, but they haven't found the right shtick, right? Like they're always about the gimmick nowadays. Just do this, but more powerful. That's all they have to do. Like that's all people want. Like make it backwards compatible. Give us really the switch with more power Just and it. backwards compatibility. Yeah. That's all we want. And we don't need a new and shtick. Maybe, maybe fix the Joy-Cons. Although I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. Did we talk about the repair thing? 
No, not announced? recently. Oh, uh, did you hear about that? No. Oh, so they announced a repair service. So it's like, I think it's like 15 bucks a year or something. And you get oh, that like, thing. Yeah. It's like a- six repairs or something. Like you could just send them like your whole Switch console like three times a year. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I did see that subscription the other day. Um, I think we shared it with one another or we just probably read it on our own. But, you know, as far as Joy-Cons are concerned, you can pick up third-party Joy-Con pieces and just redo it yourself. Yeah, like, I, I have the repair mine. kit at home and I haven't done it yet. It's the easiest repair. Yeah. Like, it takes a few minutes to do it. So, and it, you don't need anything special. You just need, like, the screwdriver, which most repair kits will give you to open up the controls. I think I spent 20 bucks and it came with four joysticks. Yeah. All, like, two screwdrivers, like, a little, like, mat. Like, it came with literally everything you, all need. you need. Yeah. And it's all you really need. The For screwdriver. 20 bucks. Yeah. And even some of them will have like caps that you can put on top of your uh, your analog sticks mm. on the joysticks. So I got that in mind. Uh, in fact, I think I still have some extras. I should have just given you that for yours um, so you don't have to buy anything. But, you know, look, go to Amazon, pick up a, a kit. It's super cheap. You can do it yourself. You don't have to send Nintendo, wait however long. I used to do it for PlayStation 3 controllers when I had issues with that. I, used, I can probably do it on PS4 controllers and PS5 down the road. Controllers are the easiest thing to mess with. Yeah. They really are. So um, I had sent one of my Joy-Cons in and then got it back. And then the other one went out. And while I was sending the one in, I borrowed my friends. Yeah. And one of his went out. And that was uh, <laughs> that's back when I was playing Cave Blazers all the time. Oh, yeah. So you were destroying your <laughs> controller. But, you know, as far as console repair is concerned, if there is a service that allows you to send your console in, you know, a few times a year if need be, I think it's honestly a great deal, especially at like a dollar a month, essentially, or like a dollar twenty a month, whatever it comes See, out to. Why wouldn't they like? That's fifteen bucks. Like, why not just make it like an extra five bucks and make like a super premium Nintendo Online Plus repair kit? Like that would be a way better addition to like the already subscription fee that they have than. Oh, here was like some Animal Crossing stuff, and here's like a bunch of tracks for Mario Kart 8. Like, that is a part of the service that would be usable to everybody. Yeah. Not that almost everybody that has a Switch doesn't have Mario Kart at this point in time. Yeah, and I'm sure there's limitations as to like what can be repaired. Like, it's probably just faulty hardware and whatnot, not, oh, my kid spilled something on it. No, or I think, my, it's, or I think it might it. be water, too. Really? Interesting. Maybe. Okay. So I can throw my Switch in a pool and get a new one? <laughs> I know. Like, I've got some scratches on my screen right now. Maybe if I just want to take a week off, just hit it with a hammer in the middle and send it back. Now you're just talking insurance fraud on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, let us know if you think that the Switch Pro rumor is true. I... You know, I'm all for a Switch Pro as long as it, and I know, I know, like how we call it the Switch Pro because it's Sony with the PlayStation 4 Pro, but I'm all for like another version of this console so long as it has backwards compatibility and Nintendo doesn't just go for like the next big shtick because you don't need to. It, you're showing success with this console. There's no purpose in having a whole new gimmick going on. Like, just no make a really fun name. Just do the Super New Nintendo Switch to you. The Super Nintendo. <laughs> that's awesome. The Super Nintendo Switch would actually be 
I think that would sell pretty well if you call it Super Nintendo Switch. Right. I think that would work. All right. Next thing is another rumor here. It is a uh, Sony patent will allow accessories from old PlayStations to work on new consoles. This is, uh, it looks like Vadim Osiuk, it looks like, from uh, Gadget. I could not see a name for whatever reason there. With the new screens that I have now, it's still a little it's, small for it's me. It's good gadget. Good gadget. Good gadget. Yeah, there's an extra good. Good, 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 good gadget. Okay, so I was looking at this one earlier, and it's basically saying that there's a patent out there that will allow you to use like your PS3 controllers, your iToy, uh, your... PlayStation uh, mouse. PlayStation mouse, all of these crazy things on your like PlayStation Old 1 memory controllers cards. yeah like everything on your PS5 right i don't see the purpose in this i really don't because the controller has not changed over the years right like oh they changed. added analogs it's changed yeah they added this would analogs. allow you to use unanalogued you don't yeah but you, can, <laughs> you could use an analog dualshock 2 or dualshock 1 i guess on a PlayStation 1 for PS1 games that do not have analog setup like you can do that. It's not a big deal. So I'm just, I don't see the purpose in this. I think like, this is more like they they did the thing so that other people wouldn't do the thing. I, I guess. Because, like, I mean, who else would develop it, though? Like, it's probably just a patent that's never going to turn into anything. I'm sure there's thousands of those. The only thing that you would realistically need for this is an adapter, which was on PlayStation 3. An adapter that will allow you to put your old memory cards into the console. So if you have older games and you don't have a way to transfer data from said old games on there, that's how you do it. That's the only reason I could see them wanting to be able to do like, you know, memory cards and that's it, right? We we can release a new iToy. In fact, there's multiple, a second iToy thing that came well, out years later. The iToy failed the first time. There's not enough people out there to need to support bringing yeah. back the iToy. Yeah, so we don't need another iToy first off. So that's one big thing. Um... Also, you know, the, like I said, with the controllers, right? Nothing has really changed, right? So all of the features that you would need for PS1 games are already in the PlayStation 5 control. Anything for PS2 is already in there. PS3, guess what? Yeah, the whole like six axis component, that's kind of already in this new controller. You could still do things and shake the controller and all of that. So not a big deal there. PS4, not very different from PS5 other than they changed a few things up, the haptic feedback, all of that. So everything there is there. Why would you need to put peripherals, like controllers, on the PlayStation 5? It just doesn't, like, that makes absolutely no sense to me. It's like, for people that want that authentic uh, playing on original hardware, then go play but, the but, they, hardware. but they don't want the original hardware part. They just want the, the original accessories. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> They're or, like, I don't know about buying a whole PS2 and a bunch of old games. But an old PS2 controller, that I could get my hands on. <laughs> we just played. It would suck. I've been playing PS5 all week, and we just played PS2 games uh, today for another future episode we're going to be doing on a, a future Triple Threat showdown. And it's like, it's night and day, man. Like, the PS5 controller is so much better than the DualShock 2. And just that transition, I was like, man, this kind of sucks, you know, when you think about, like, what you're playing on now. Uh, so, like, why would you? Yeah, I just think it's baffling. It's stupid. I I don't think it's... I just don't see this being like a patent that they're going to move forward with. And again, it's a patent, right? So patents don't have to actually come to fruition. It's just a patent that's been done. It's uh, just so nobody else can do it. So yeah, like you said, nobody else can do it. But there is Not a that they would. Like, could you imagine a third party investing time and research and money into making this happen? Yeah. 
We're like, going to bring old school controllers and eye toys. To, like, you know what? It's a sign. I just went to Goodwill the other day and they have the iPad game on PS3. It's sitting on the shelf over there by my Goodwill. It's a sign. This it's is coming. why we can't find any PS2 controllers. That, exactly. Because they're hoarding them. They're hoarding them so they can put them on the PS5 and relaunch them as new. That's what it is. Yeah. Stupid. Any thoughts on your end here? Uh, nope. It is. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's happening. All right. Inflation, deflation. Ryan, why did you put Devil's Third with 3RD when it's T-H-I-R-D? Well, same number. It's not correct. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, Devil's Third, developed by Valhalla Studios, and it was uh, published by Nintendo, actually. Uh, there was a online version called Nexon, I think, is the company that published that. Uh, so all very interesting stuff. Uh, I will say the online portion of this game was actually like disbanded after a year, before a year of the game's release. Uh, so we'll get some history here, or you probably looked it up more than I did. Um, but directed by uh, Tomanbu uh, Itagaki, is that right? Tomanbu Itagaki. And it was released in December of 2015. It is an action-adventure hack-and-slash shooter. And wonderful, wonderful reception of 4 out of 10 on Here. this game. Yeah. So, so Mitsu actually gave it good reviews in Japan. Yeah, I wonder if their character spoke in Japanese. I would think so, which would make 100% sense given how he looks and all the tattoos he has on are not what I would expect for his voice actor. Uh, so Devil's Third uh, pretty much puts you in a situation where the U.S. government is trying to, uh, I guess, has some issues with the Soviets, and so they decide we're going to reach out to this guy, Ivan, who is sitting in a prison um, in Guantanamo Bay, all tatted up in Japanese tattoos and uh, Japanese like imagery on his back, and he's Russian. So they say we're going to fight the Soviets with a Russian guy, and that's their grand plan. So, like you said, fight fire with fire. Not to say that all Russians are Soviets, but you, you get the point. Right. And so, um, yeah, so you bust out of his prison, and it is a lot of gore and punching and difficulty. And terrible it's got those camera weird angles. like slow mo like kill scenes. Uh huh. It's got weird slow mo kill scenes. It has like this Japanese move technique thing, like where you channel your inner chi to do like special attacks and then take the souls of your people that you've killed to help power you up. Which wait, is, what? You didn't notice that? No, I did not see that well, part. You apparently weren't paying attention. I was not paying attention yeah, at all. So there is totally moves where, and it says like take when you kill enemies, take their power and their souls or whatever, and bind them to yourself to create more power. Basically. Oh wow. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, as interesting as it could get. Uh, yeah, so you basically are busting out of his prison, Guantanamo Bay. You have all of the whole prison's gone crazy. People are shooting. They've randomly picked up AK-47s and stuff and other like shotguns out of nowhere. And you walk around with a lead pipe, beating people's heads in, and literally their heads exploding. Uh, so very gory. Not what I expect. Like honestly, like as we played through this, I'm like, why is this on the Wii U? <laughs> like of all consoles for this to be on the Wii U. So that was odd in itself, but as you kind of progress, you know, in my opinion, Ryan, going through this game, I felt that the controls just got worse and worse for me as we went through. Like, certain guns were just bad to play with. Uh, hip fire was okay, but when you went into, like, actually toggle, or not toggle, but, like, kind of review look your down area, sights. yeah, look down sights and whatnot, like iron sights, it was absolutely terrible. 
trying to manage that and shoot a gun like nothing was ever locking on the way it needed to. Um, you know, I, I felt a little compelled with the story, like to continue progressing because I did find it a, a bit interesting, uh, breaking out of prison and then somehow ending up working with the government. Like you would think that the government would just be like, Hey, we need this guy. So we're just going to take him. Well, the prison was being rioted. It was. Yeah. So they couldn't just come get you. They you had to break out. You had to break out. I get it. But like, I mean, he was down in his prison cell, just jamming out. On a giant drum set, drinking some whiskey, talking to the president, you know, like most prisoners. Yeah, and uh, 850-year life sentence, you know, which makes sense, right? Like, But he's the go-to. But, yeah. He's like he's like Shadow the Hedgehog. That's how cool this guy is. I guess, yeah. Except uh, I think <laughs> this, Idris Elba would have been a better voice actor. Yeah, the, the game itself... If anybody, John hasn't heard of Ride to Hell Retribution. Ride to Hell Retribution is a notoriously terrible game. This game feels like if Ride to Hell Retribution got like a hundred thousand more dollars or another million dollars, I don't know, some amount of extra money enough to polish it up, and it's still bad. Like, it feels like that. Well, you know, and at first, the darker scenes actually seemed okay. Like, when we were in the prison, I felt like, okay, this graphically, this isn't bad. It's, you know, you're going through your various pathways and hitting and killing enemies. Like, that's cool. When you actually got out of the prison and on your second mission, and they dropped you off in the street, and you're fighting, like, tanks and other, you know, enemies, like, in this battle that's going on, that, to me, like, the graphics just took a downturn. Like, it just looked bad at that point uh, as it progressed. And you're right. Like, a little more polished look... Probably would have been better. Same thing for like the audio quality. Felt oh, the kind of, audio was the one thing that it was, was grainy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, super grainy. And we tested like other things. Like I was watching One Piece beforehand on my soundbar, no issues. Uh, we put some YouTube music on, no issues. Devil's Third, absolute hot garbage with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we didn't get super far. We beat those tanks. We kind of progressed through. We got the gist of it, you know, what the game was all about. Uh, could kind of get a sense for his controls, his visuals, the audio components, like a lot of things people care about, right, uh, before they jump into a game. And I guess my overall review, I would say, you know, I would stick to this like four out of ten area. I think that it's got some potential, but it really does need to be polished. Audio quality is bad. Iron sights are terrible. Controls are very odd, especially when you play on a Wii U gamepad. I would highly suggest playing on a pro controller if you're going to play this game. Yeah, the Wii U gamepad, it just says hold the controller in the middle of the screen so you don't forget to put the controller down while you're playing the game. Well, no, it's, it's very important. It says to hold down on the controller because if like hold down on the screen so that way if you want to play it on like just screen only, you can do that. Um, which hold. is a huge hold. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> which is actually a huge benefit to the Wii U that nobody really kind of considers. I absolutely love being able to say like, oh, you want to watch TV? Okay, hold on. Let me pop in some headphones and play on just my screen for a few hours well, and put it down. that's what the Switch is for. Well, yeah, except the Switch, you can't, there's no either or. There's no, oh, I want to stream it to the TV from my handheld mode. Yeah, you just plug it in and take the Joy-Cons off. It's the same thing. Yeah, I get, I get it. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, there's no like quick transition. Like, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I get it. But I don't want to have to undock and all that. Like, I don't have to undock because I'm using the control and then transitioning to a screen right off the bat. So there's a little bit of a difference there. But what what were your overall thoughts on this game outside of, you know, graininess, poor eyesight, all of that good stuff? 
so we didn't spend a lot of time with the game. I had some struggles with the game. I think the... The bats really got you. Yeah, the bats were vicious. Um, the melee combat was, I mean, kind of whatever. It was like you do like a two or three combo, and then you do this like slow-mo kill hit if you hit them all three times or something. I don't know. Um, light, heavy attack, they didn't really feel or seem like different enough for me to really care. Uh, we got the machete. It felt worse than the lead pipe. Um, there was some like mechanic for throwing your weapon I didn't engage with. The shooting was all right. I just didn't feel like the guns had any feedback to them, really. Like They all felt the same. Yeah, they all felt the same, except for there was this one gun I thought was going to be a shotgun or something, but it was this like, little like BB gun machine gun that was like, terrible and felt bad like nothing in this game felt good the jumps were terrible like there were these little ledges all over the place that was just like well you're not jumping this fence and kind of dumb i fell off a ledge because he didn't like wall grab there's uh, a pretty heavy emphasis on cover shooting because you absolutely get shredded if you go out in front of people because you're not wearing any shirt i guess the mean, tattoos don't protect you from bullets. I don't. Meanwhile, that first boss set we fought, I unloaded multiple, multiple clips directly into the guy. And he was not dying, but he would shoot three or four times and you had to like duck cover again. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm pretty casual about shooters these days. I used to really dig a bunch of shooters, but you know, I've often thought like, oh, you know, maybe I should pick up like a new shooter and go go play that. Like that would be fun. Uh, but this is not one that I was like feeling like I really wanted to engage with. And I love on the show that, you know, we don't have to give it like a number rating. We just have to look at, you know, the price of the game and see if we think it's worth the price. And you know what? For a game this bad, there's no fucking way it's worth the price. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you dive into that, you did look up a stat earlier in a number of North American oh. copies that were actually sent yeah. out the GameStop and it was like less than 500. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like 420 copies or something for like all of the online for GameStop. Yeah. So that number, I mean, you can probably assume maybe what, less than a thousand? were sent out to the U.S.? It's rumored to have sold only 3,000 copies in North America in its first month of release in the region. However, limited copies were available at launch. Yeah. So we're talking less than 5,000 copies for this game. For a game that is going to no longer be available online for purchase. Because it's a Wii U game and they're closing that store, right? So... This is an interesting situation because you do have a game that is unique in that it is kind of rare, but it is crappy at the same time. I will agree with you, though. At $417.26, it is not worth it. It's totally inflated at this price point. I, I own a new copy, like sealed and shrink wrap, all that good stuff. It is not worth it. What's uh, Would you pay for the online copy? Uh, for my sealed copy, I actually paid three fifty. No, the online, the digital. Oh, thirty bucks, I think. Thirty bucks. Okay, so thirty bucks is your going rate to play the but game. You you can't because they're closing the store down, or it's well, you could down. go online and buy it now, right? 
I don't think you can. Is it already too late? When did you buy it? Uh, I bought it like it was a week before it was supposed to close. I don't know. We got to look and see if the store is closed now, oh, but I'm okay. pretty sure it is. All right. Well, then you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the going rate, yeah, complete in box going 417.26. That peaked out at 521.92 back in April of 22. Uh, that's holding right now. A uh, loose copy will put you back 313. That peaked at 360.77 back in May of 22. And that's holding right now, too. So, um, yeah, pretty Act- pricey. Actually, as of late March 2023, it will no longer be possible to make purchases in Nintendo eShop for the Wii U system. And so, you got a few so months yet. You got, you got about eight months. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you could get in, you could spend $30, you could have this be a part of your legacy digital collection, or, you know, you could literally do anything else with that $30 and probably be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so here is... Unless, you know, you could sell that Wii U later on because it has a copy of Devil's Third and that increases the value of the console itself. Well, people do that with PT on their PlayStation consoles. Yeah. Like if they have the demo installed. So my advice is I would pick it up at 30 bucks, not because it is worth $30, but because it's no longer going to be available for that $30 soon, you know, 2023, as we said. So your options right now are spend 30 bucks to experience the game and see what it's like. You can watch YouTube videos if you want, or you can try playing it or spend, you know, 300 plus dollars on a loose copy or complete in box copy, or if you're really wanting it, a new copy, which I'm very, very happy about my new copy when I did. Um, so I mean, that's really your options. And honestly, you know, looking at the game, is it that bad? Yeah, I think it's pretty cringeworthy bad, but I think it's still something worth playing through. And I think at $30, eh, you know, if Nintendo has some sort of deal going on where maybe you can get it discounted, like they have 10% off all games or some crap like that, it might be worth it. Yeah, if they do bucks. like a fire sale the day before they shut down the service or something. Yeah, if they do some sort of fire sale. Like, I think regardless, you should pick this up just because, like you said, you'll have it on the console. If it's too expensive, you can always say, hey, Devil's Third on my Wii U console. It's normally, who knows, by the time it's off, you know how these things go, man. Like when the DuckTales Remastered was taken off consoles or whatever period of time, those games shot up in value almost overnight because it was removed. Devil's Third has a lot less copies, I think, sold than, you know, DuckTales Remastered and uh, is already at a high price point. Can you imagine March 2023 as this game goes up to because it's only available physical at that point? So I think go digital and uh, and definitely see what it's all about. So, all right, uh, Ryan, I don't know what to play next week. I really don't. We didn't really consider that. Maybe you should get your PlayStation One fixed. Yeah, maybe I maybe I should, John. Maybe you should. <laughs> or we could just play another game on our PlayStation Plus. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get it all figured out. That's the story every week, right? All right, well, this has been episode 191 of the Game Flares podcast. My name is John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.